Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Friend Code. I'm your host, Michael Damiani. This week, I'm joined by Brad Ellis. Achievements. Achievements. Achievements are coming, maybe. Never. Never. Yeah, there you go. I was waiting for that. Never. How you doing, Brad? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Doing, doing well. Uh, finally, as this episode title probably clued you into, um, I had some time to play some Skyward Sword over the last Ooh. week. I know you've been playing it on stream. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, but Skyward Sword HD uh, just came out. And it's interesting because... I feel like because I'm just starting Skyward Sword, I feel like I'm starting to fall behind on even like Nintendo games because mm-hmm. what else just came out was Pokemon Unite. And now right. I saw news today about a live action Pokemon Netflix. And it's like sometimes I feel it comes in waves where there's like nothing mm-hmm. with Nintendo. And it's like I can't keep up like slow. And this is even a lot of news. It's just Pokemon Unite was a game I had written off. But after hearing people talk about it and seeing the reaction on social media, uh, and we're going to be playing it on Groupstream, obviously, so I'm waiting for that experience. I feel like maybe I bet on the wrong horse there. I was like, maybe I should have <laughs> been playing this. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know if you feel any, like, you know, FOMO or something with Pokemon Unite, or are you just like, uh, cool, you're not playing it? <laughs> I usually don't feel any FOMO with Pokemon, except maybe on a new big, big mainline one. But I've seen some of it, Domiani. It looks okay. It looks okay. Yeah, simplified interface for a MOBA. So, you know, better for beginners, for, for people trying to jump into that genre. Um, mm-hmm. Sounded like, yeah, and it's like a gateway. If you enjoy this, you'll probably want to jump into other ones as well. Yeah. So we'll see when we try it out on the group stream. Uh, by the time you're watching this on Wednesday, we probably, over, if you're if you're not a... a, a, a patron who gets early access, $5 and up, um, you know... Let us know in the comments if we, uh, I, I think we're going to enjoy it. I think it's going to be a fun mm-hmm. time. But if we hated it, be sure to let, let us know, like, hey, you, you made the right call skipping out. <laughs> I'm more weirded out by this live action Pokemon Netflix thing, though, to be honest. Sure. Because we did get Detective Pikachu, but I would always think like they'd just make like a new animated series because that's what they always do. So mm-hmm. Netflix and live action to me has been very left me very skeptical like the witcher i enjoyed the witcher but man something like pokemon i don't know if you can do that without a budget yeah pokemon's gonna be weird those pokemon gotta look pretty decent you know especially after the movie like you said yeah are they gonna look like the movie versions are they gonna go with a different style like these are the questions i I think people are gonna be asking uh sorry i haven't been following that story at all in terms of uh if they actually gave those details i just saw the headline just like wow Pokemon, man, Netflix is yeah. gonna have is Netflix is gonna have every video game adaptation it, ever at some point. It sure point? seems like it. That's like the meta right now is everyone's <laughs> doing that anime or live action everything video games. I'm like, what it's are like the new some, superheroes? Yeah, what are some like really low tier series that like eventually when they're like scraping the bottom of the barrel that we're gonna see like in five <laughs> ten years from now? <laughs> yeah, man, oh. like some terrible RPG game. I don't know. Hmm. I want. I want the. Where's the? They're gonna make a a a PUBG. Live a action PUBG. Series. I think there is. Yeah. I, no. I honestly think there's like something with PUBG coming. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I don't know. That's that, weird. I'm not talking down on PUBG. I'm just saying like you could. It feels like that could be like any military action movie. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Where, I know what you mean. Yeah. Whereas like something it just like a, seems kind of weird. 
Yeah, like something like a Fortnite would be like more like a Pixar style film. I would feel Mm -hmm. like you know high, like you know good CG animation and you know maybe a a lot of crossover stuff. It'd be like the Ready Player One of CG movies, even though that movie was already kind of dude. We need a Metal Gear Rising specifically live action show. Oh my gosh! You know, I know what I want like Quentin Tarantino to direct it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> like all the cameos that would be in it yeah mm. hugh jackman as Raiden. Hugh Jackman as Raiden. <laughs> it's like oh. and he keeps the aussie accent dude the whole time <laughs> oh man um yeah we we could talk about speculating about netflix video game adaptations mm-hmm. forever but uh skyward sword hd just arriving, yeah. and uh, I got I got some patron questions. There, there, there's potentially a lot to talk about. I, I'll be upfront. I'm pretty. I know you haven't finished it. Yeah, you've mm-hmm. only been playing on stream. I haven't finished it either. I I finished the original. Like yeah, I, we I, beat I, when it came out. Yeah, but yeah. I just haven't. I, I I'm in the middle of Lanairu Mines right now. Dungeon. That, that's, okay. That's where I'm at. That's like kind of where I'm at too. Yeah. So I think we're about at the same place. But I feel like yeah. I have played enough to speak to some of the 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 issues or you know maybe the improvements that they've made Mm -hmm. over the original so we'll we'll see but uh got some patron questions here and uh let's start with uh you know what let's start with level level capybara's question okay skyward sword may be a tougher sell to some people than breath of the wild but it's been a joy to hear so much discussion. Sorry, discussion lately about how much the former paved the way for the latter with stamina, shield durability, mm-hmm. beacons. Looking ahead to the Breath of the Wild sequel, are there any other elements of Skyward Sword you'd like to see implemented in Breath of the Wild Two? Because that trailer makes me think that it's definitely yeah, taking inspiration. Yeah, definitely. Or but, some yeah, sort of connection, yeah. Is th- because this game to maybe put better in context for you, Brad. I-, I feel like this game, Skyward Sword, is labeled as the like the antithesis of Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Yet they share the same director, uh, Fujibayashi, and as as Level Copybar pointed out, it did lay the foundation for some of the core mechanics seen in Breath of the Wild. Is there mm-hmm. anything else? Yeah, is there anything else you'd like to see maybe from Breath of the uh, Sorry from Skyward Sword show up in in Breath of the Wild sequel or? Maybe not. Maybe you're good. Hmm. So I kind of like, I like the idea of the the shop and upgrading your materials. Like I know they kind of do that in Breath of the Wild a little bit with like the fairy fountains, but I I was really into the idea of going to the bazaar and seeing all like the people there and actually going to the guy upgrading the thing. Like maybe you could upgrade. Like a lot of people, there's the two camps: the durability and the non-durability camp for Breath of the Wild. I'm personally okay with either. I guess. Maybe they could go somewhere in the middle where you could repair some things, but it's just kind of a pain in the ass, I guess. Kind of like how the Master Sword would repair itself mm-hmm. in a Breath of the Wild over time, but maybe an item you can get to repair some things. And I also think, obviously, the number one... Oh, two things. So, obviously, the thing you me really want is the dungeons. I've really enjoyed the two dungeons so far in Skyward Sword, the design-wise, especially the one where you're... Um, Running on like the ball throughout oh, the yeah. lava. Yeah, I really like that. That was a lot of fun. So I hope they get kind of crazy with stuff like that. And a personal one I want is some sort of villain throughout the series with a presence, like Girahim has been. I think that would help invest people a lot in the story. 
Because it felt like the story was kind of divided into four sections with Breath of the Wild. And yes, they kind of related to Ganon in some way, but it was like the Ganon blights and Ganon kind of going off as doing things. Someone who's like actually there speaking to you with a, pre a threatening presence, I think is really important. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, that's always been kind of like a, a staple of Zelda games is that uh, you do have like this antagonistic force. It's either mm -hmm. in your face and, and dangled in front of you kind of like it is in... I mean, I think Skyward Sword, as you said, did a great, good job with Gira him. Uh, Twilight Princess uh, with Zant, having him mm -hmm. show up all the time. But then you have, like, you know, Breath of the Wild, where it's just more ambiguous. Like, there's this, like, oh, yeah, there's the Blights, they're the bosses, but it's just a specter hanging over Hyrule Castle. You don't really confront them over the course of the game. There isn't, like, a development mm -hmm. of the characters, you said, which is a, which is a pretty good point. Um I also agree with you about like dungeons and stuff. Like we definitely got a question about dungeons, so we can talk more about that for right. sure. And Skyward Sword is definitely reminding me. This replay is reminding me how much I like dungeons. Yeah, <laughs> I will say uh, I'll keep this short because I want to talk about some other stuff. Uh, this, this question made me think about. I, wanna, I don't want to spend too much time on this. The uh, the quest system about. Uh, it's kind of like Majora's Mask esque, where you you make people happy. I don't know if you found mm -hmm. that that monster, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the little yeah, star the bit things. The, yeah, I I like it. Yeah, I like that, yeah. and Me I too. feel like that could really benefit a sequel. Is that on your own? If you go out and meet NPCs and you help them out, you get this currency, and it can be used to unlock you know some cool stuff. But yeah. Just, just something to tie in a little bit more because there's a little bit more of a narrative backbone to that, you know, the, yep, with the this, I agree. this monster who wants to become a human, and then you get to know more of the characters and and Skyloft a little bit better, and you know their ins and outs. So that's, I'd like to see more of that, honestly. Mm -hmm. I kind of like having items again, not just on my Sheikah slate. Like I love the Sheikah slate, don't get me wrong, but it's, I kind of miss the traditional items being around a little bit. Hopefully, like maybe if you get a couple. Like, a grappling hook would be super sick, or a hook shot in the sequel if they did something like that. That could make Traverse really fun. Or the whip is really cool. So I'm hoping to see, like, a few things that maybe just help you with traversal and combat. Yeah. Like, I even love the little claws you use to dig. You know, you just do them at certain spots, but I just kind of like that. Uh, yeah. They definitely, it's funny because you point out the items. Like, I, I definitely missed them. It's also interesting because Level Copy Bar was talking about how uh, Skyward Sword gave some elements to Breath of the Wild, but this Skyward Sword, wow, Skyward Sword clearly takes uh, a lot of inspiration from one of Fujibayashi's earlier works, the Minish Cap, because mm -hmm. the, the Gus Bellows and the Mole Mitts were essentially in a different mm. form or in the, yeah, you could, yeah. I want they, those guys back. I want mm -hmm. them back. I love those guys. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. I do feel like we did jump a little bit ahead by, like, you know, saying about what we wanted to see in the sequel. But, I mean, we talked about things we liked. So let mm -hmm. me get to, like, the, the more broader question here. How do you think Skyward Sword holds up? You know, how did, like, the HD effort and the changes, you could factor that in as well. But ten, mm -hmm. it's been 10 years since the game came mm -hmm. out. And, you know, did your opinion, have your opinions changed? And, you know, how do you feel about. So feel right about now, now, I think I'm. Where I'm at in the game, it's kind of remained the same. I actually, my second stream when I started playing it, I liked the, the my first stream. I had some problem, more problems with the motion controls, where I was getting a little more frustrated. But then I kind of found a sweet spot. I don't know what it is. I just found it to make them work better for me, so it's been less frustrating. 
I guess, but in terms of overall scope, I kind of feel the same right now, because I was, I, I, I like the idea of the, their levels, like how they're smaller, they're very small scale, and they're very kind of, uh, cramped, I would say, which I kind of like, and I don't like, you lose a lot of feeling of exploration, but I like that they kind of feel like a mini dungeon, so, I don't know, right now, I kind of feel the same, it's, I'm, I'm very curious to see how I feel about the story at the end, Damian, because I know that's one part you're not a fan of. But right now, I kind of feel the same. Obviously, the game, to me, looks way better. Like, playing in 60 frames is great. I always thought Skyward Sword was a bad-looking Wii game on a HD or an HD TV. so to me, it looks much better this time around. Like, I thought it was real ugly before. But so far, I'm pretty pleased. It's funny about the visuals, Brad. Uh, uh, start there because I was kind of like railing on this HD games, like mm -hmm. from the trailers. I thought I just for whatever reason, like from an aesthetic point point of view, I thought it was like looked kind of worse actually. Mm -hmm. um, especially if you played like an old CRT for the original one. If you if you managed to luck out and play it that way, I, I feel like it looked a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. It realized better. that like kind of the the, the uh, dark the, cell. Yeah, sorry. Uh, man, why am I forgetting the word? Not like, like the pastel look, you know? The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, the yeah, like, watercolor, like look, nature. Yeah. yeah, the painted look. Yeah, yeah. And playing it, in, like actually playing it, seeing it on playing it and seeing it on like an actual screen, it does look better than the trailers. I'll give it that. Like mm -hmm. it's not as offensive, I would put it that way. Um, <laughs> like, like the Wind Waker HD also bugged me with some of the lighting choices they did. But mm -hmm. that part, like it actually, I'm actually okay with that so far. Um, that, that hasn't been bugging me as, a, as much as I thought. And uh, I'm, I'm with you. It is interesting because, like, I'm finding myself liking it at times. And there, there's less times that I'm getting, like, annoyed with it. Because when I played through the original, I felt myself being a little bit more let down overall from, like, mm. each in progressing through the game. Whereas I only felt that disappointment right at the beginning. The, the, the first, when you first go down to the surface, when you go to Farron mm -hmm. Woods, finding those like Ewoks, um, yeah. the penguin Ewoks, <laughs> and uh, the dowsing, that part I really disliked originally. Mm -hmm. I still dislike that part for, from a pacing perspective. But when I got sent to Elden, I kind of, and, and, and in Lanaira Mines after, I like those segments a little bit more. Because they mm -hmm. do feel more like a dungeon. It feels like a continuous yeah. dungeon. And then you get into the dungeons proper. And there, and it, as we said earlier, it's reminding me of how much I miss traditional Zelda dungeons. So I'm finding myself enjoying it a little bit more and more as I progress through it. I will say, mm -hmm. though, it feels a little overbearing because it feels like nonstop dungeon style. Like, it, yeah, like it the, is. And it's like, I'd like to have some moments just to like freely explore. And I do yeah. feel that bit of suffocation because it is just these, they're, while they're large environments, it's still not Breath of the yeah. Wild. I'm still not so able to they, just run around. I think they wanted that exploration feeling from flying, you know? But as we've talked about, there's not a ton to do up there. Mm -hmm. It feels a little barren at times. Like, I wish there was more up in the sky to do or, like, more reason to go up there besides Skyloft and stuff. Like, I love the the pumpkin bar or whatever it's called. I think it's really jolly. Could have used, like, three or four more places kind of like that in the sky. Yeah, uh, that that part of me hasn't changed to me. The sky, while it has some charm and novelty, it, it's just so disappointing. It, yeah. It's like the worst 
world map environment overworld of the, of the 3D thing, Zelda yeah. game. Yeah, overworld. It, like it's even worse to me than the original Wind Waker's ocean. It's just so mm-hmm. sparse and empty. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, as you said, would definitely benefit from a few more um, points of interest uh, to do more meaningful content up there. Um, yep. And ultimately, it becomes kind of a chore to fly back and forth at times. It's sure, like, yeah. it was, it's fun to fly the first few times. It's like, I just want to get back. I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I, there's nothing really to do. And uh, yeah, that, that still to me is, from what I've played so far, is still the most disappointing part of Skyward Sword Got right it. now. Yeah. I do like Skyloft itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like the idea of having a hub. It's kind of comfy, I guess. I, I just like hubs, I think. But yeah, I totally see where you're coming from in that sense. Yeah, I, I found myself appreciating Skyloft a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I spent my time going through everyone's, like, you know, exploring their houses. Like, just exploring that. It's not that big, but it mm-hmm. does have a, a good amount of personality for it. Yeah. Um, I, I think they found the correct balance that they were trying. They start, like, what they start with, like, Ocarina of Time, where they were making all these, like, areas for, like, I mean, Hyrule Castle Town wasn't that great. But, I mean, for first time, I was like, oh, cool. For but, back like, then, too. Yeah, yeah, but looking back in, like, now, modern day, it's like, eh, it's kind of okay. And then in mm-hmm. uh, Twilight Princess, Orden Village was like, eh, it was cool at first, but, man, that's such a slog. Skyloft, mm-hmm. to me, was, like, the happy medium. And, they, and with the new changes, they kind of sped it up a little bit. Which is, yeah. you know, I, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Speaking of uh, of new changes, though, I mean, are, are one or even noticing what the cha- if it, what the changes are that you know, and and it, the ones you have, are you are you appreciating <clears throat> them? Are they improving your experience at all? So, from like a pacing perspective, we were talking about like I don't remember a ton of it because, I mean, I haven't beaten this. I haven't like beaten this game fully since 2011 when it came out so i'm not gonna pick up on a lot of that kind of stuff but like obviously the 60 fps is a huge change for me and the the second control like this the camera control now proper camera mm-hmm. control you know because we couldn't really do it as well like it's just real nice man yeah not having a fi bug you every time you mm-hmm. pick up the same item that's right. Um, I totally forget about that. that a lot. That's yeah. probably the biggest one for me. Is just like I mean, but it's so obvious. It's never never existed. And in fact, I, I played on I a. I mean, I had a I had a modified Wii. So like, I just installed it. <laughs> I installed like a mod or whatever that like un like that got rid of it. Got rid of that stuff eventually. But it's just you know just like small stuff like that is really nice. And as you said, um, like having more traditional camera controls is really nice, mm-hmm. especially when you're playing with motion controls. Just, you know, having yeah. the right analog because, you know, swinging is to swing the, the Joy-Con, but right analog freely moves the camera, which is, you know, it's it's nice. But that's that's something I kind of want to talk about, about the new changes, mm-hmm. is because one of the biggest new changes is this game can be played without motion controls. And have right. you tried playing it without motion controls? I tried a yet? little bit okay. of it, and I'm, I'm not a huge fan of it. I prefer the motion controls big time, but I appreciate that it's there and it's doable. To be able to play that game without it, I'm mostly of the same sentiment as you, Brad. Uh, uh, it is definitely serviceable. It works, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's nice that they they came up with that solution. So even you know people with a Switch Lite don't have to Can go play, with a weird yeah. setup with Joy Cons. Uh, it definitely reemphasizes to me that this game was meant to be played with motion controls, mm-hmm. despite their best efforts here. And also, there's just one too many inputs usually. To do the same thing that would take for motion controls, and right. they also 
like I'm frequently when I'm playing with the traditional control setup, I'm I early on I was frequently hitting uh the 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 right analog stock to move the camera, but if you don't hold down the left bumper, bumper the L, yeah. L, 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 L button, uh it, it does that, that that's not how it works. It just draws your sword. I'm like, I keep drawing my sword, I keep drawing my sword. And then mm-hmm. like rolling, running, like to like run and sprint and then roll. It's like hold B, then push an L three. It's like it, it, when it's just a shake on like the left. It's just not yeah. intuitive enough for me right. in, in so some too. points, and it leads to frustrations. It's nothing yeah. that's game breaking or even really that big of a a bump in the road, but it is noticeable and it definitely is off putting at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I agree. Like the spin attack, I remember maybe it was kind of weird. Yeah, you gotta go left, right, left, and the the weirdest one for me is the fatal stab. It's like you have to like flick up and down, like up and down on the right (laughs) analog, like, and it's like that's oh, it's like oh man. Like at that point, you should just let me just push like A or something for some things. Exactly, that's the thing. I'm going to, especially with the pedigree of the series with so many 3D entries, they kind of all kind of they mostly control the same. So. Muscle memory is taking over, and I'm trying to play it traditionally, mm-hmm. and those aren't the same commands anymore. It, it's a unique set of commands. You kind of have to like, almost relearn to play the game. And again, as I said, it's how it's just unintuitive because motion controls feel natural to what the game's trying to get you to do. But you mm-hmm. did say you mentioned. I'm curious. You found like the motion controls. Sometimes you had some issue with them, or yeah, like I was having trouble like readjusting because I'm playing when I'm streaming, so I'd have my mic kind of in the way hmm. a lot. And I found like, I'm like, man, I need a little more space. So I was kind of moving around a lot and like going far back like this. But then I, the last time I did it, I was just like finding sweet spots for me, like holding my hand. Like I was thinking about more where my hand was when I was recalibrating it. Then it would just be smoother for me. So it's just taking some mental checks from me. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Because for, like, for me, the thing that felt the best with motion controls is uh, tossing and rolling bombs compared to love on the controller. Bombs in this like, game. it feels love so it. good with the motion yeah, controls. So whereas with the the standard thing, especially like putting spin on it, it's so frustrating mm-hmm. to do it on the traditional inputs. And have to, especially in a, like the boss fight in the second dungeon, yep. it's way more frustrating to do that with the traditional controls because uh, the extra input step that usually it takes. Whereas with the motion controls, went back and like I, I fought it a little bit for that. Paused, switched over to motion controls. I'm like, oh my! I was like, okay, because mm-hmm. I remember the original time I played it, it was one of my favorite fights, and I had a blast with yeah. it, and I loved the bowling animation I was doing mm-hmm. a lot. And this time with the normal controllers, like, this feels not as good as I remember. And then when I switched to motion controls, like, ah, that's, there it is. There we go, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, What about, like, uh, steering and, uh, like, flight, like, using traditional Uh, versus, like, Like, so, I guess, um, when I first started flying with the, like, when I was first playing, (laughs) the game, like, didn't tell me about the flap. I don't Ah. know if it even tells you about that. And I was like... Dude, this sucks. Why is my Joy-Con, like, freaking out? I'm like, I'm having so much trouble. And someone in the chat was like, oh, you got a flap. And I was like, what? Yep. It, like, didn't even tell me that. And once I learned about the flap, smooth the flap. sailing the rest of the time. Brad, can I quickly indulge you with an anecdote? Yes. When I first, one of the first times I played uh, Skyward Sword, or sorry, played Skyward Sword at E3. 
uh, before it mm-hmm. came out. But then they had it at San Diego Comic-Con. Um, now, obviously, when they had it at E3, they had three demos. They had uh, mm-hmm. the dungeon demo, the gear him battle, and like flying around in the loft wing. Uh, I went for the battle and dungeon stuff because that was the most important looking gameplay when I was uh, for my right. session. I didn't fly around as the loft wing. I didn't have time for that. Come Comic Con a few weeks later, you know, get all the time in the world to play Breath of the or sorry Skyward Sword, um, mm-hmm. and I try out the loft wing. Same damn thing, Brad. I was trying to fly oh, around, like the the per- the attendant didn't explain to me about flapping, so I kept yeah. like losing altitude. I'm like, what is going on? Like I was like, yeah. do you need, is this gonna be patched where you're gonna add like more like dashes or something like this, mm-hmm. like the speed boost? Because this is so hard to go up and maintain, and and then like they didn't say anything, and then like I I step I step back in line and I looked at other people playing, I'm like they're shaking it. I'm like, okay. And went back in. Start, I was like, "Oh my!" I was like, "Please just tell people you got a flap." I, like, <laughs> I know, man. Because <laughs> I, I was walking away, I, I literally told the attendant, "I was like, this mode kind of sucks." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> was like man, "This is funny. not good. It kind of sucks." I'm oh, sorry. Man, I'm sorry. I don't know. I've ever told anyone something sucks. Even <laughs> to if it a Nintendo does, person, so I was awesome. just like, "Yeah." And then I was like, "That would have been your chance to be like, oh, did you know you could flap?" I'm like. Oh no, I didn't. Because <laughs> you know how they're like yeah. always, like sometimes we always back at oldie, like with the days of when we went to E3 in person, you know, attendance sometimes are a little overbearing and they're trying to like guide you how to play. And you're like, no, nah, just let me play yeah. the game. This was one time where it was like, this is your moment to shine. <laughs> yeah, they're just kind of standing around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the dungeons, Logan says, hey, Brad and Damiani, if you're willing, I'd love to know your thoughts on each of the dungeons you've played so far. I've su- I've seen some say they're the best collection of dungeons in the series. Personally, Ooh. while I really like ones like the Sandship, which is later on with the, yes. the skeleton pirate fight, yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Nairu Mining Facility, which we're on. I also think there are some really weak ones like Skyview Temple and Fire Sanctuary. Would love to know your thoughts. Um, so I believe Skyview is the first one. Earth is the second one. I believe, unless they called it wrong. Uh, let me just Google I'm this real quick. trying to remember how many dungeons are in this game. Like, what, six? Uh, because you go back to each area um, yeah, like three so times. Yeah, six? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, I don't remember how many there was. The Fire Sanctuary, sorry, is uh, the sixth dungeon. Um, okay. So that, that's when you go back, I believe, the third time? It's third either the second or third time you go back to uh, Elden. Yeah, and then okay. uh, yeah, Skyview, I, I believe, is the I first. I don't remember temple. it. I don't remember that dungeon like at all. Like I remember the water one where you get the whip. Yeah, the uh, ancient the boat, obviously ancient uh, cistern or whatever. Mm-hmm. That one was the one that I remember being uh, one of the better ones because that boss fight—that's like Kalakdos. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, one yeah. that people love yeah, to always point sick, out dude. as yeah, yeah. But yeah, I can't remember the dungeon. So there's Skyview is the first one, Earth is second, Lanyru is third, that's where you are. Ancient Cistern, mm-hmm. the water one's the fourth, Sandship is fifth, Fire Sanctuary is sixth, and then seventh is a spoiler. Um, spoiler, yeah. Yeah, but there are, <laughs> se- there are seven dungeons proper, okay. and then there are three mini dungeons in the game. Um, okay. But yeah, like Ancient Cistern to me was one of the strongest ones from what I remember. Lanyru is mm-hmm. pretty cool. I, I'll talk about that because of like the, the, the time stones. And mm-hmm. you also get the gust bellows, so like you're blowing away like the yeah. sand, like that's such sand, a cool yeah. that's thing. Very satisfying. Oh yeah, and and you yeah. were talking about like rolling around in Earth Temple, 
mm-hmm. uh, on the ball. But like figuring out how to get over there, you know, like yeah. I, I like that. Like part of the puzzle is that mm-hmm. you you think maybe go over here and then like just go over to a wall. Like it's cross a bunch of lavas. Like this is a plain wall. Oh, I could maybe that cracks Zelda and walls yeah, and cracks. What does that it. mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, like, and I like the the. I always forget their names. The lizard guys. I think they're really cool in this game. Yeah, you fight them in the second dungeon. Mm -hmm. I really like them in this game. You know, where you swing at them and they kind of mock you and they leave a spot open. The taunting? Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. I think the the second dungeon is not the most, like, crazy or ambitious dungeon, but I just think it's a really solid one. Kind of like the first one. Like, they're not, like, super nuts. They're pretty chill, but I think they're super fun still. Um, For me, Skyview Temple was kind of... It's like it's an okay opening dungeon because like it gives you mm-hmm. enough. It like makes you aware of like you need to look everywhere. Like the very first puzzle, like finding the first two like uh, diamond per- pink diamond switches. Mm-hmm. Like the the mm-hmm. one it says one's high, one's low, and like the one low is like in the first area. And it's like kind of easy to miss, so people might yeah. be like. But also like the fighting the the sculptulas. It's like yeah, wait, I love that. You gotta spin them, then you gotta like just the way a lot of the design complements the combat. And, and mm-hmm. your combat mechanics, like shield bashing to parry. As you said, like yep. the Lazaphos, it's like you could, like, not only can you, like, parry stuff, but, like, swing your sword the correct direction to counter. Mm-hmm. Like, especially, like, in Lanyra, when you start getting to the the things that uh, that what, what Poe fight in uh, Force Awakens, the anti-lightsaber weapons. It's oh, like they're yeah. using, it's like yeah. the, the, all of a sudden the yeah, Bacoblins yeah. are using that stuff. It's yeah, like, that is cool. <laughs> yeah, I guess like when we say dungeons, maybe some people think about, we just talk about the layout of the dungeon itself and like mechanics of going through the dungeon and solving stuff. But I think the enemies play a big role in them also. Mm-hmm. And I think I like, I like the spiders in it too. It just adds, like, I think because Skyward Sword kind of adds a little twist to every enemy and makes them somewhat, not maybe not more engaging, but just di- you, like, think about these enemies different than you do in other Zelda games. Yeah. Like, you're talking about, like, the spider. You got to, like, do the spin attack to flip them over and stuff like that. I think that helps a lot. Yeah. Earth Temples, it's because it's fire. You're in, in the volcano. Mm-hmm. Usually at that point, you might only have a wooden shield. It's like, this is going to burn. You, you got to be careful yeah. with this. And then... In Lanaira, you got electric stuff. So if you upgrade to a metal shield, it's like, well, now your metal shield is gonna yeah, get electric. Yeah. <laughs> but if you went back to the wood, you're like, it, I, I, like that type of decision making. I like that. There's definitely like in Breath of the Wild, there's definitely elemental stuff. But I feel this game did it a little bit more. I don't know. Like I don't want to say purposely, but it felt mm-hmm. like it was more integral to like the design of like the dungeons because of their layout. And that's an element missing from Breath of the Wild that I would love to see. And when I right. say like I want dungeons to come back, it's like it's also stuff like this that we're talking about mm-hmm. with like the enemy yeah. makeups, the layouts, but also like as we talked about items, just the sheer variety of items that you can have yeah. by, by tackling these dungeons. But uh, in terms of like puzzle factor, how, how you how so far. Do you liking the puzzles too easy, just right? Anything They're that like was a stumper? simple in nature, but I've had to think about them. Like you're talking about the crack on the wall earlier. Mm. Like I didn't notice that for a little bit, so I definitely had to think still. There hasn't been like crazy aha moments, I would say, or like, oh my god, like that's it kind of thing. I do this and this. They've been pretty like chill so far. Like granted I'm in this I just I'm like beating the second dungeon, so they're pretty easy right now, but they're still they're simple but fun still. Yeah, 
I'll say the only kind of letdown for me now looking at reminding myself of the rest of the dungeons in, in this. Um, they definitely, because it's also the three province, uh, three areas below, it's either mm. like forest, wood, like woodland forest themed, fire, or like desert, desert. sandy themed. I mean, Angel yeah, Sister does water, rest. but like it's still like a golden brown colored dungeon and it mm-hmm. kind of like fits in that. To me, Skyward Sword, like its composition in terms of puzzles, layout, and enemies definitely make these dungeons pretty strong to me. But mm-hmm. they still don't have the personality and atmosphere of some of my favorite dungeons, which still belong to Ocarina of Time and Twilight mm-hmm. Princess. Like, right, yeah. I'm just, yeah. like the, Well, we think of the mansion yeah. from Twilight Princess like every time. It's like Snow Peak it, or until you, Yeah, until you give me something like that, it, it, it's just... Mm-hmm. Like even Arbiter Grounds and stuff from Twilight Princess, like you're, yeah, you're right. Everything's like like Goron Mines. It's all super atmospheric. Feels like really built around this area you're in. Like it kind of makes sense, like why it would be there, I guess. Yeah. And like Temple of Time, dude. Like just the <laughs> idea that the Temple of Time is a yeah, dungeon, super rad. For sure. So I mean, yeah, good dungeons, but. I guess good bosses so far, so I think that helps the dungeons yeah, too. Totally forgetting to talk about like the bosses here. I mean, like kind of first one you get gear of him, but like I, I'm gonna mm-hmm. say this, Brad. Back in the day when this first came out, gear of him at especially E3, E3 2011, wherever 2010, whichever was the E3 that they had gear him fight present, gear him was kicking everyone's ass. Yeah, everyone yeah, could like sure. everyone was getting wrecked by Gearham. It was hilarious yeah. to watch. He was grabbing their sword, taking it away. He was taunting mm-hmm. people, and everyone was like, "I remember everyone writing at the time, like, wow, it's a Zelda boss that actually fights back and is challenging.'" <laughs> and it's like, "Oh man, okay." Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely for a first time encounter. If you've never seen something, that's great. But, uh, but yeah, excuse me, like the 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 earth temples boss mm-hmm. you know with the like the rolling the bomb stuff but like it frantically chases you like yeah, I, I love that it feels like you're gonna get caught it's like oh no please leave me alone yeah makes good use of the bombs like i really i really like that fight it's really cool and it's like you're you're chipping away at its armor which is a definitely a trope of zelda bosses mm-hmm. for the yeah. longest time um so they do such a good job with these bosses, and uh, and just remembering the ones that come ahead, like we said, like Kalakdos is like usually the one everyone mm-hmm. points to as like the pinnacle of bosses in this game, if not like one of the best in the mm-hmm. Zelda series. But maybe speaking of that, I'm kind of curious. With obviously, your opinion might change by the time you finish because you're still only been the first third Pretty of the game. Yeah. We both are in the HD version. Yeah. Uh, I mean, has anything you played? Has it changed where you feel like this game ranks amongst you know the the 3D entries, or this is like in the series? Has that been swayed yet, or do you see yourself maybe changing on that? I don't stance think it's at been all? swayed yet. I have enough. I have a hard enough time just figuring out my favorite Zelda's period. Like they're always just moving around in my head. Like I love all. Like I honestly, I really like all the 3D Zeldas, and just finding like I think Ocarina is always going to be one of the tops for me. But a lot of the other ones I could just kind of see moving around. But so far, nothing has changed yet. I saw some... I forget who it was on social media. Uh, I can look it up in a sec. But they were making... uh, Every year, 
they would go back and re-rank the Zelda games because they replay oh. them every year and they wanted to see mm-hmm. track how they change their opinions every year, which I thought was kind of a yeah. cool idea because that I feel like cool. Zelda top 10 lists or top five or even personal top Zelda games are constantly evolving. I feel like with each new yeah. release and every few years, opinions change on this. So I'm kind of with you, Brad, which is it's, it's, it's trending upward. I'll say that, mm-hmm. but it did have a long way to go in my book to trend high enough to surpass where it is. And unfortunately for those who are big Skyward Sword fans, Skyward Sword for me is at the bottom of the bottom rung of the, the 3d Zelda games for me. Right. It's right below the wind waker for me. I put wind waker Mm -hmm. right above it. And then I always put twilight Majora and Ocarina above those three though. I will say I need to replay twilight Princess because it might not hold up as well with the time. So the aesthetic, but Mm-hmm. It'll never come close. Like, yeah, I'll just be realistic. Skyward Sword was never close to me for Ogrina and, and and Majora. Mm-hmm. So, it's always the Wind Waker and Skyward Sword vying for like last place. But the Wind Waker has like grown on me over time for sure, and mm-hmm. the HD version definitely helped iron out some of the the the, the problems I had with it. Not all, but right. some. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have to see. It's still got two thirds of the game to go. But that story, we didn't. I don't. We don't really need to get into the story too much because, again, to spoiler territory, this is not a spoiler, mm-hmm. but we haven't finished the game. Um, but I was extremely disappointed. One of my biggest gripes with Skyward Sword originally was the the finale of this game. And right. its ultimate resolution um, was just very let down. And uh, mm-hmm. from its own game's own logic, it felt like it broke its own rules. And I felt kind of betrayed in that regard. I was like, it may, felt it like, diminished my journey. So the 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 journey yeah. the destination l- l- diminished the, the the potency of the journey for me and I was like man that sucks so yeah left you with a sour taste yeah what about, I want to talk about the music real quick before we go any further with what uh some like other types of speculation about maybe where we go from here this comes from uh, Garrett uh, Hullfish. I'm replaying it now Skyward Sword HD and I have been surprised how much I loved it this time around. I totally forgot how good the music was too. Mm-hmm. So the music in this game, um, yeah, are you a big fan of the, the soundtrack for this game, Brad? Or, yeah, I've really yeah. enjoyed a lot of the music I've heard so far. Like particularly one of my favorite tracks is, I'm not sure what it's called, but it's when you meet Zelda at the goddess statue early on in the game. And just like the music playing with her was like a real standout moment where I was like, Damn, this game has good music. I really love this. Like, honestly, I've enjoyed every song so far that I've played through. Obviously, some are more intense, or I guess, or more they captivate me more. But so far, I've been like, yeah, this game has great music. I love it all. Yeah. It's also reminding me how much I do, on a personal level, prefer it. Well, I appreciate what Breath of the Wild did. Mm-hmm. I like music just being kind of there to present. set the atmosphere and being yeah just being present is a good yeah. way to put it like having dungeon themes having overworld themes you know mm-hmm. each region having its own themes like okay i kind of missed this and i prefer this yeah. so maybe they at the very least they strike a balance with breath of wild sequel because i'd love to hear music more frequently mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Garrett also had one other complaint, though. Uh, their main complaint that still stands is we get all these cool new races on the surface, but they don't get any character development and instead just point you in the right direction like a signpost. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. I could totally, yeah, I totally see that. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like the races were involved in more stuff in the previous games, especially Ocarina and stuff like that. I mean, even Twilight Princess, they're kind of involved more, too. Like, they're more part of the story, it feels like. Yeah, like the Gorons, like the whole sumo match and, like, proving yourself. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, yeah, the Zora with the, like su- the prince. They, yeah. And it's his like, mom. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, the, they're all just kind of like, hey, dude, what's up? <laughs> Thanks for helping. Kind of thing. Yeah. Wish that's something I think they could try to improve on. But Skyward Sword HD... It's now it's now actually left Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD a little bit behind. So we got those mm-hmm. two on Wii U. Um yeah. but they're not they're not they're not 1080 60. 60 they're not. <laughs> so yeah. They don't have the 60 Which frames. So my question to you Brad is they denied it. They said that Skyward Sword is the only thing and the Game and Watch is the only, or sorry, the Zelda thing. Zelda Game Watch is the, the game is sorry is Game and Watch, uh, is the only thing they have planned for the thirty thirty fifth anniversary of the Legend of Zelda. No other right. re releases, remasters. But one, do you still think Twilight Princess HD and the Wind Waker HD are still in the cards? And uh, I, yeah, yeah, I think they have a chance coming. I don't know about this year or anything like that. Like, I don't know if they'd count it in the, the year, whatever, 35th anniversary for Zelda. I don't know if it'll fit in there, but I think they still... It's still in the cards. I mean, I think about all the Wii U games that showed up on Switch already, so I don't see why not. Can't show up. I don't know if they'll necessarily do anything different for them, though. That's you know? my follow-up question is, yeah, is, <laughs> is there anything else that you think they could further alter in those two games? I mean, I think they should make those games 60 FPS if they can obviously because they're not and you know clean up some textures if they could you know what i really liked on my audience with wind waker is i like the way wind waker looks but i wish there was a you could switch between like the two styles of it because they look different mm-hmm. you know what i mean like switch mm-hmm. between bloop, 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 flip like kind of like halo did halo man like halo, i like the new one yeah mass chief collection man just i could sh- go for the original look too I, I i love that about it it's almost something i wish like if I talked about with you or who I talked about, like Link's Awakening for Switch, they had some feature like that where it could just like toggle That'd be to great, like, yeah. yeah, like stuff like that is so cool. Um, but I understand, especially because it's like it's if it's one to one kind of thing, yeah, if like, it's more one to one for sure, like like you're saying thing, with Twilight Princess and Wind Waker, I could see them getting away with Don Mounties if they don't change those two HD versions at all, is if they put them both on the same thing. If it's, like, mm. one cart for both games. Like, yeah, like a, a double pack type thing. Yeah. Which doesn't, yeah. doesn't seem optimistic to look at that because of how Nintendo's been operating. Correct. Like, it's yeah. more likely they'll do that. Um, there is something I would be interested in them addressing, though, because I don't mm-hmm. they'd have to rework it. Uh, the Wind Waker HD had uh, the the message in the bottle system. Um, so that, oh, right. Yeah, with, 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 uh, with Miiverse. And, and uh, yeah. that's that's gone now. Gone, so, but yeah. I don't think that functionality needs to go necessarily because with Splatoon two, they did make their own in-game kind of like social like communication system to to replace yeah. Miiverse. So, I th- would really hope they did would do something like that for Wind Waker HD. They brought that to Switch yeah, to, to keep too. that functionality there because that would kind of be a bummer. Also, help people with the the pictograph stuff, getting the statues. If you missed hard to get shots, it was a way for people to. You know, hey, you missed this Ganondorf shot. Here you go, everybody. Check out this, you know, mm-hmm. try and find this bottle. But I don't, I don't know if there's anything else 
Uh, that's like within the realm of plausibility because they aren't yeah. going to redo. Like signif- 60 FPS for both is like what I would hope the best for. That's yeah. like maybe, but who knows? How do you feel about the game being the Skyward Sword HD being uh, the price it is? Like what? what, what like the the you know? No, we know it's Nintendo being Nintendo, but yeah, is, is this something it's... you think they should? If if you had your way, do you think it should be charged like a little lower mean, price point? I mean, if I had point? my way, like. I would ideally it would be lower price point, you know, for me, it's hard to gauge because I'm a huge Zelda fan and I'd buy this regardless. But for someone who's not, I could see 60 being kind of steep and it's like, yes, I know all the other Nintendo games that got ported or $60 like Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Like I would pay $60 because I think that game is fucking incredible. But, you know, not everyone shares that. And I think that keeps some people out. But like, honestly, I would hope these would be like I think forty dollars would be great for these games, at least or something. It seems like, at least with this, they put in some effort with like redoing the controls and stuff and a few quality of life things. But yeah, this sixty dollars I could see being steep for people. Yeah. This feels like the most comprehensive effort, and because maybe not in terms of an HD rework, but in terms of just reworking the control scheme, that probably yeah. was one of the high like most intense processes especially after it came out from that former retro staff uh, about the metroid right. prime trilogy coming to switch about how metroid prime 3's motion controls would take you know significant reworking uh mm. so well it's definitely doable we've now been shown it's doable it's just mm-hmm. can't be so dismissive about how easy of an effort or how it, right of anyone calls this low effort you probably should at least consider the work that went into remapping the control yeah. scheme like that's despite yeah, its flaws I mean, it's still impressive if you're curious about seeing like a lot of the nitty-gritty of this version there's a sweet digital foundry video actually where they mm. kind of like dissect a lot of it and they go in depth with the all the new stuff if you're curious yeah, their stuff is really, really good. If you want yep. that, that technical breakdown of this. Mm-hmm. Um, you got one more question from Undercover Sheikah here. Uh, hi, Brad and Dom Annie. Uh, we answered a little bit of this, but it's just if there's anything else. Did you play through Skyward mm-hmm. Sword? Did your did playing through Skyward Sword make you miss any traditional Zelda elements Breath of the Wild removed? Personally, it made me miss traditional dungeons and acquiring new items throughout the game instead of being handed all of them at the beginning. Do you want Nintendo to bring back traditional Zelda elements for the Breath of the Wild sequel? And which ones do you want to see return? Love and respect, Sam. So, I did like, obviously the dungeons we talked about, I and I also talked about kind of having like Girahim as a presence that you see throughout the game. One thing I kind of miss, like... She's not even the greatest example of this. Is just having like a side character kind of with you a lot. Because Link obviously doesn't really speak. Mm-hmm. So there'd be like these characters could be some way of communicating more. Like we had the King of Red Lions. We had Midna. We've had the fairy, two fairies. I kind of miss having a companion character with Link a lot of these. But I mean, I, I totally understand what I didn't do with Breath of the Wild because it's all about being out there by yourself and kind of isolating a lot of times. But I kind of do miss having that vibe around yeah that's a pretty good point i mean i took it for granted in breath of the wall because you said they want they're going for more isolationist approach but Mm -hmm. obviously the second one even if it's an even larger open world i mean they might opt to still go for that but i think Mm -hmm. having that vibe of someone with you because it helps the narrative it helps the narrative focus i feel as long as they're not like too overbearing you know 
it, it, it mm-hmm. keeps moving things along at a decent pace. Something that Breath of the Wild, in my opinion, could have used from a narrative perspective because, you know, the amnesia storyline and having to, like, find your right, memories was, yeah. like, left up to your own uh, devices and timing. So you could have mm-hmm. got, got it all in a big chunk near the end if you just kept exploring mm-hmm. for most of your game. And then if not, you could have skipped a lot of it. If you just, like, beelined it for Ganon, to fight Ganon, mm-hmm. you know, it was, you know, it's a trade-off there. But I would like to see maybe them... You know, slide a little bit back towards that direction. So I'm kind of with you there, Brad. Yeah. Oh, I also I really want to swim underwater in Breath of the Wild. Like I want to see what's going on yeah. down there. There's so much ocean and everything like that. Like it doesn't even have to be huge. Like it doesn't even have to be huge ocean. It could just be like how there was the Great Bay. There was just that one section of the game where you could go underwater. Even something like that, I think, would be really cool. Like man, the Zora suits are always fun. To swim around always. <laughs> Some people might debate the Zora controls the, the fun. I, I mean, it's, it's fun. Love the Zora. It's 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 fun. Um, like I even just like swimming around in the Zora suit and Twilight Princess. I just yeah. like it. I, I it's like I, not crazy fast or anything, but it's just just nice going underwater. I think you make especially it if they awesome. add like a new race or like we know like so much stuff from past Zelda games is in Breath of the Wild. Like in that high rule, like there could be stuff underwater from past games. Just opens up more opportunities. Think about this, Brad. S- Giant Sky World, obviously yep. this, the same the high roll surface, underground, and yeah. underwater. Four yeah, open world environments to explore. I love that. <laughs> I would love that. Hey, maybe that I mean, everyone, uh, not everyone, a lot of people like to kind of knock underwater gameplay. In general, mm-hmm. people just think it mm-hmm. can't be done very well, with some exceptions, especially in this type of game, like a game like Breath of the Wild. Imagine Nintendo, they're taking so long because they're revolutionizing underwater gameplay. <laughs> they got some crazy <laughs> underwater gameplay hook that's as wild yeah. as climbing on anything. And that's yeah. going to be That'd like, you're going to love underwater gameplay. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I like, I like the water temple in Twilight Princess a lot. I think that one's really cool. Like, I even like the Water Temple, despite how annoying some things are, but I like the idea of it. So, I hope they don't shy away from water completely. Yeah, me too. Um, I kind of want to ask this question, but it's a speculative question, maybe as we get towards the end okay. of this. And we talked a little bit about the beginning, because I alluded to it, but man, as I'm playing through this game and seeing stuff, I can't help but think Breath of the Wild sequel is going to derive a lot from skyward sword yeah thematically like uh you see link or whoever it is because we don't see their face being sent up and down between like the surface and the sky it's like Mm -hmm. oh the owl statues kind of do that for you it's like hmm is like there's a lot of tropes that are very similar here and uh, i got to a certain point and i'm like with the time zones i'm like man it's going to be important. And there's a reason they're releasing Skyward Sword HD right now, aren't they? It's like... Sure, yeah. I feel I like this is purposeful. I feel like this is purposeful. Way. So, yeah. yeah, do you think that? Do you think that? And do you have any... I, I any, think there's going to be more... some small small things. Maybe not super huge, but I would. it wouldn't surprise me. Like, I don't know if necessarily if you're going to get a loft wing or anything like that, which would be oh. awesome. But I think there might be some lore connections scattered throughout, especially because, like... Skyward Sword is the beginning, and Breath of the Wild 2, I guess, is the end so far of the timelines. So, and like the release, you know, at one part of me, it's like, well, it's 
one of the only 3D Zeldas to like you could remaster they haven't done yet kind of thing. Or the next like the next logical one after Wind Waker True. Twilight then it'd be this. And they did the Ocarina time, of Majora like, for 3D, yeah. For 3D. Maybe sorry. maybe some of the lore stuff will actually kind of go into this game like maybe some stuff more from the the end of Skyward Sword will show up here in this game. Yeah. I mean, people speculate about time travel. There's some yeah. kind of time stuff. We already talked about time stones in Skyward Sword, so you know there's some time stuff. I don't want to get too mm-hmm. detailed for people who are still avoiding spoilers, but there's a mechanism. There's definitely a mechanism in Skyward yeah. Sword that opens up possibilities to how the two, if they, yeah. if they want to. I mean, so be it. I just uh, My hope is if they're doing it, Man, it better be like well thought out. Please don't make it like yeah. cheesy or terrible. Like that's yeah, please always be good. yeah. Please be good because enjoyed Breath of the Wild so much without needing any direct connections to older games. So if you're gonna go that route, sure, yeah, you, yeah, you gotta have a good payoff for that. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, so you're gonna keep playing. You're gonna keep playing this through till the end. Oh or? hell yeah! Okay, hell yeah, dude. I'm having a great time playing through right now. Yeah it's it's so interesting because man i was so kind of negative and down on this game for the longest time like i like mm-hmm. coming into this episode when i was planning for this episode before i even jumped to skyward sword i was like thinking of like attention grabbing titles and i was straight up gonna call this episode with a, on the thumbnail skyward sword still sucks with a question mark <laughs> <laughs> and in I'll description get to click. yeah i get my description like i hate it like but it's like, man, yeah. that's so like I don't want to be that dishonest because like I don't think it sucks. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I ever really thought it sucks, sucked, but it's like it's still. It's you were disappointed though. But yeah, I, I think my disappointment's been tempered a little bit so far. Now to we'll be, see how you feel at the end. To be fair, there is a notorious part near the end that drove me insane. That almost led me to like ranting about this game, not story wise, mm-hmm. like design decision. That really mm-hmm. rubbed me the wrong way, and, and like it felt so insulting to me uh, as a player. <laughs> uh, I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" That I want to see how that part goes down this time, a second time around. I'm very curious, mm-hmm. but otherwise, yeah, I definitely am seeing how people love this game. Even people who yeah. only started with Breath of the Wild are coming in this like, "Hey, I still love this too." It's like, "Yeah, see, you can." Yeah, it's yeah, totally yeah. okay. It's totally possible. It's, uh, it's like the most. It's like the most different you could get from Breath of the Wild, I guess, in a Zelda game. So it's been fascinating playing these back to back, essentially. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, it's been an experience. I will say that. But yeah. uh, anything else you want to mention about Skyward Sword HD before? Have you used the amiibo? Did you try the? Did you get the amiibo? To try I have it out? the amiibo. I haven't used okay. it yet. Like, I, it doesn't seem that important to me. I feel like there's enough statues, pretty much. Or that are pretty convenient, right? I can just go up to the sky and like, I've never been like, oh man, I really need to come to the sky right now. I haven't run into an instance like that yet, but who um, knows? Yeah, I agree with you, and uh, I still think even if it's not utilized very often, I still think it's not a great business practice. Oh yeah, I hate, dude. I I hate that. I, I, like, he, he, I get really mad when they tie stuff behind amiibo. Like, I get it. It gives them value, which is cool. But like all the like Practical the Breath use. of the Wild stuff, yeah. like all the two, like the outfits being tied to them, really like bummed me out. I wish you could have earned those in the game some way instead yeah. of just putting like an amiibo on your controller, which sucks. Like they could have done something cool with that, but it is what it is, I guess. I will say, those of you out there who are playing this on the harder difficulty once you beat the game, 
Mm-hmm. I think that might be where that amiibo might come in handy. The amiibo comes in <laughs> because you know the I forget if it's no hearts or fewer hearts. So like you like even you, a small segment, you, you can just like you're yeah. you're about to die. Up, oh, warp me out of here. Get me, get me back. Get me back. Yeah, yeah. I think it's you don't you don't find hearts anywhere. You have to have potions. Yeah, it's usually no hearts like and that. like enemies do like double damage or more something. damage. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I wish you could. I. I wanted to play on that mode, but you have to unlock it first. That is a bit of a bummer that it's not available from the get go. It's that's yeah. still that's a little bit of an oversight. I, I mean, they could patch that. I hope they do, but it doesn't seem likely because it's such a simple thing. They could have just flipped mm-hmm. the switch on. I feel like, yeah. But yeah, that is a uh, that is Skyward Sword HD initial kind of like impressions there. Yeah. Um, I know Ben is doing the review for it, so if you're looking for kind of like the final thoughts uh, or kind of more of a verdict, uh, be on the lookout for that. That should be coming in the in in the future here. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's kind of nice just to play this at whatever. I'm playing this at such a slow pace. Brad. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, just like sometimes I play in like 15, 20 minute chunks. Like d- d- the yeah. next the next statue. It's like I got to a new bird statue. Save. All right, I'm gonna go do some other stuff. You know, yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah, go at your own pace. Yeah. Well, thank you to everyone who uh, submitted questions for this episode of Friend Code. If you'd like to submit a question for consideration, you need to be a $5 and up patron. As a $5 and up patron, you're also part of our early access tier where you get episodes of some of our shows and our podcast earlier before they hit public. So thank you to all of you. We also have some shout-outs for the month of July 2021. These are our biggest highest patreon tier um shout outs to el thanis greg the dark knight kettering caleb togi crawford edsgar so i'm a spider so what as Dalkel, nick blue and dave mckilligan shout out thank you so much thank you again brad for joining oh me yeah today. my pleasure and uh yeah and until next time the very appropriate may the way of the hero lead to the triforce Thank you.